This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Welcome to the Circuit of Success, and thank you for joining me. You know, it's been said that success comes to those who wait, but I believe the opposite. I believe that it's earned with the right attitude, a great belief system, and action every single day. When you mix that in with faith, courage, discipline, and most importantly, a vision, that's when greatness happens. Now let's dive right in to this week's guest. Welcome to the Circuit of Success. I'm your host, Brett Gilliland, and uh, today we have Chris Pan with us. Chris, how are you doing today? Fantastic. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for uh, thanks for being with me. I know you are a busy man and uh, probably traveling all the world doing the stuff that you're doing, but why don't you just give our listeners a brief history of who you are and what's helped you become the man you are today? I've been going around for the past three years asking people a simple question of, what's your word? And that word is a daily reminder that we want to, you know, be a certain person. We want certain goals. Uh, it's a passion we might want to be pursuing. It could be a challenge we want to overcome. And that has been an amazing lesson for me to learn from other people. I think I've always been curious and I've always been in the mode of asking questions. And that's been a big driver of who I uh, have become yeah, and I appreciate that because I, I have actually taken some of your questions and I've asked some people on my podcast before. So you have you have a lot of great questions and following you on Instagram and, and, and all the social media stuff. We'll talk about that later where our listeners can find you. But So I know you spent years, you were at McKinsey, um, you were the marketing director at Pepsi, you spent four years at Facebook and uh, spent a lot of time with Mark Zuckerberg. And in fact, I think he was the guy, didn't, weren't you the one that he tapped to uh, teach him how to speak Chinese? I, I facilitated some of his learning. Oh, well, that's very nice. That's probably good. So what's it like when you get to spend some time uh, with a leader like Mark Zuckerberg every day? What's that like? He's so intentional, so focused with every bit of his energy. It's, uh, it's a huge lesson for me and, and a huge inspiration and, and his drive to make a difference so that everything that he does counts. That's uh, been a huge lesson for me. And so is that like a lot? I mean, how many people in the room when you guys are doing that stuff? Is he just a constant leader out there with everybody? You guys in small groups? How's that work in that world? He had been learning Mandarin with a private tutor for a year. He went over to China, realized that he didn't quite understand what uh, different people's accents. And so he came back and he asked uh, me to facilitate having different Mandarin speakers who worked at Facebook come in for an hour twice a week to just talk with him. And so every session we would pick a different topic and he was such a fast learner. He was very curious, um, very open, just himself. You know, it was, it was a wonderful peek into the way he thinks and the way that um, he processes, you know, the world. That's amazing. So I know your mission is to be a catalyst for meaningful conversations and pos- positive energy. So how did you find that mission? Like how'd that become part of who you are today? After leaving Facebook, I had some time on my hands. I was traveling. Um, On paper, things looked really good, but I was feeling really empty inside. And I was craving things that were meaningful and things that were positive. You know, with the when you open the news, there's so much negativity. There's just a lot of negativity around in general. And I wanted something different. 
And so in that quest, I started trying a lot of different things. And one of the uh, activities that showed up in my life was, hey, pick a word every day or every month, every season, and focus on that word. And that's uh, my lesson for that period of time. And so I've picked 30 some different words and it's the equivalent of having 30 some different lessons. That's great. So then that started kind of tell our listeners, you, you started this, what is you, you call, it's not a, it's not a jewelry company, but you have bracelets and necklace and people can pick their one word. I mean, how'd that come about and, and how does that help shape the world and the things you're doing across 50 different countries today? I view these as wearable technology. It's the ancient technology of intention setting and daily reminders and things, you know, if you think about what you wear on your left hand, a lot of times it's a watch and that tells you the time. On your right hand, you might wear a My Intent bracelet to tell you what's most important to you. What's the one thing that you want to focus on and you want to become more of? The impact of that for me has been constantly reminding myself to ask, why am I doing something? Why am I doing anything? Why am I going to this meeting? Why am I, um, you know, doing this project? And different words have taught me different lessons. Um, they've also been amazing ways to connect with other people because I get to learn from them and then they're also learning from me. And as we're exchanging information, it's on a much deeper level than just, Hey, how's the weather? Uh, what did you have for lunch? Yeah. So I think one of the things obviously knowing we're going to talk today, I, I was going through all last night and even some this morning trying to think of that one word, right? Cause there's so many powerful words out there. And so it's, whether it's drive, it's, it's, um, it's journey. I mean, there's, there's different things that came to my mind, um, impact. I mean, all these different words. So how, what would you recommend for somebody when they're really searching for that one word to bring meaning to their life? What would you recommend for them? Both to take time and realize that there's no rush, um, but also not take it too seriously, meaning it's not a tattoo. So you get to change it. So it's not like you're picking one word for the rest of your life. When people come to me, and they say, help me pick your word, I often say, well, what's going on in your life? And three sentences later, something usually pops out. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So what, what's made it to take off the way it is today? I mean, I know obviously doing my research that you know people like Jay-Z and Rihanna and Katy Perry and Draymond John, I mean, all these people started wearing this bracelet. And then there's also the picture of Kanye West on Time Magazine wearing it. I mean, how does that just happen? I mean, here you are, a guy, you were successful. But how does that happen to become this kind of global brand? I think uh, it comes down to just caring a lot about this. I remember Mark Zuckerberg addressing the company probably five, seven years ago. And he was always saying how he thought other companies at the time, whether it was MySpace, Microsoft, you know, whoever, was the company that was going to connect the world. And he says the reason why Facebook's been so successful is because they cared more, because the group of people cared so much about connecting the world. It wasn't about you know, the companies that were big at the time, it was just, what do you really care about? And so for me, this just really resonates with my life mission. I've been asking these questions since I was a kid of what is life about? What is my purpose? What brings fulfillment? And since leaving Facebook, I've had the freedom and the time to pursue this full time. And I just, I'm really curious and I really want to know uh, both for myself and for those around me. And I've just been relentless in every opportunity I get. I ask people, well, what's your word and why? 
Yeah, I was recording a podcast earlier with a buddy, and, and that's what we talked about is passion. I mean, how important that word passion is, and, and it it does. It probably gets you up every day and, and gets you on to your, on your daily focus to go out there and create success. And so when you hear the word success, how do you define that? What's that mean in your world? For me, it's um, ultimately what brings me fulfillment and what in 10 years when I look back, am I feeling good about how I spent my time? I think time is the most precious thing we all have. We have a finite amount of time on this planet. And so that's on my left hand. And I think about, okay, well, what am I going to do with this time? You know, I've been so blessed with time, resources. How can I make a difference in this world so that, you know, in 30 years I look back and I feel like I did something worthwhile? Yeah, I think it's it's neat too because I mean, if I mean more than I have, you you you've been around people that obviously have more than enough money, right? And more than enough money to do whatever they want to do the rest of their lives, but yet they still stay focused to the passion and the things that they are, uh, you know, just passionate about. And so, how do you why do you think that is? Well, I mean, let's talk about that for a second. Why do you think? What's what's the passion for Mark Zuckerberg or for somebody like you to go out and change the world? And when you could, you don't have to do all that stuff. Why is that drive still there? I do recall Mark saying he visited an ashram in India back, I think, in 09 after Facebook hit a speed bump or maybe it was 08. And I don't know what happened there, but I remember him saying that that had a lot of clarity for him. And I think it's those peak experiences or those moments when we connect with purpose, when we really you know, get to understand why we're on this planet. I think that's the drive that takes us to the summit. Yeah, and so once you said your company is like a chocolate covered broccoli, <laughs> what's that mean to you? Why, why did you say that? I said that the bracelets are like the chocolate on top of the broccoli. So the bracelets gets people leaned in and then we get to ask them the, the good questions. In everyday life, a lot of times it's a little uncomfortable or a little uh, strange to go so deep. But when I say, hey, I wanna make your bracelet, they, people usually say, oh my gosh, really? And then I said, and I have to ask you a question though, is that okay? And then uh, off we go. And so what's that process like? That's when you ask them their one word. I mean, so, yeah. and, and so, you know, a lot of our listeners are CEOs of companies, they're, they're attorneys, they're business leaders, they're entrepreneurs, they're stay-at-home moms, whatever they are. Um, what, I mean, how do you recommend people go deeper? So think about the, you know, the business world, uh, you know, that I'm in and other people are in. I mean, what, for our listeners, would you say, here's how you go deeper. Here's how you make that relationship stick and be real. Start with uh, some deep breaths. Take a moment for yourself to connect with what you really want. Um, what gets you excited? You know, we have these 30 questions. Uh, they're free to download on our website under questions. You can play them by yourself. You can print them out, um, play with your partner, with your family, with your colleagues. I find that when company leaders do this with their team, they end up learning so much more about what really drives their team, what are their team members really going through, what's important, and the team bonding that happens is really um, powerful. Yeah, that's key. What's, where do you find that? Where, uh, in your website? Uh, it's myintent.org, O-R-G. So what's your perfect day like today, Chris, when you think about, you know, hey, the alarm goes off or maybe the alarm doesn't go off, but you just get up. What's what's the perfect day? Perfect days. I wake up uh, this morning to we have over 100,000 followers on Instagram. We dropped a video about my story. And for the longest time, I was hesitant to share that because I wanted the project to really be about people and their own words. But my team kept saying, hey, you really need to be an example of being vulnerable and being out there. 
um, and not holding back. So finally I said, okay, we'll make a video. They posted it this morning. I woke up and wow, the response has been really amazing. And so that was really encouraging. I got a message from my fifth grade classmate who is a doctor in North Carolina. He uh, had a patient of his give him a bracelet with the word compassion on it. So the message he sent me says, a patient brought me this as a gift today. We had a pretty deep conversation about compassion in medicine. You made an impact even in small towns in North Carolina. Thanks for everything that you do. And so when I get messages like that, that's super powerful and helpful because a lot of times I feel like, is this really doing anything? Is the mic on? Is uh, Are these bracelets just cute? But that's not what I'm interested in. I'm not a fashion person. I'm much more interested in personal growth and helping people achieve fulfillment. And when I get messages like that, it, uh, it means that our mission is working. And most of the time, or a lot of the times, I'm stuck with figuring out how do we source uh, more bracelets? How do we get the right colors? And those conversations are the opposite of what gets me excited. And so when I get to hear about the real impact in terms of the conversations that people are having and the insights and the breakthroughs people get, then that's uh, the perfect day. A little passion fuel, I like to call it, right? That little passion fuel gets you going for for quite some time. Just one of those emails. That's great. When your story was, I mean, so I didn't I didn't realize it was vulnerable for you. So that was that's that's a big deal for you to share that, and I appreciate it. And it was phenomenal. I watched it this morning, and it's a great message. So congrats on doing that. What are your What are your daily habits today? So when you look at, we'll talk about in a second the kind of the, the circuit of success that I like to talk about. But what are your daily habits that make you successful? I think tuning into myself and my feelings and being honest with myself, I think has been the most uh, powerful thing I've done lately. I think one of the insights I've realized is I can be overconfident and I can be very impulsive and it causes uh, discomfort and pain for myself and those on my team. And so the word I just chose a couple days ago is the word humble. And as a person that I still struggle with esteem. I still struggle with feeling like I'm making a difference. You know, the word on my wrist, it helps me stay grounded and it helps me understand that, you know, I'm here to serve and I'm here to, it's not like I know everything. And what I've realized lately is that the reason I love this project is because I don't know, because I don't have the answers, but I'm continuously learning and I'm continuously trying to help others. So going back to your question of, you know, what is the habit? I guess the habit is always just asking questions and being in a learner mindset. And so how do you stay focused every day? I mean, you, uh, I mean, is it exercise? Is it, is it meditation, eating right? I mean, I'm sure it's all those things, right? But we want to continue to build the case here on the circuit of success of what these successful people are doing every single day. And so what's that look like? I mean, those, let's dive a little deeper into those projects, or not projects, but those uh, processes in your day. That's actually something I'm still struggling with myself is getting into a good routine. If there's only one thing I anchor on, it is putting on that bracelet and it's focusing on that one intention for the phase. Um, That's what I anchor on. But definitely I've been trying to eat healthier, um, trying all different exercises. I do like to mix it up somewhere between yoga, jujitsu, and kickboxing, because I think different things bring different things to my body. And I think that's also true with um, emotional and spiritual practices is that I like to dabble from different traditions and different things. And I'm always asking questions, always learning. So I think if there's one thing, it's just my desire to learn from all different people and places. 
And so let's talk about the, you know, everybody likes to talk about all the good stuff, right? So there's, there's obviously bad things and there's things that go on in our days that maybe uh, we thought we were going to get this deal, but we didn't. And they went a different direction or whatever, but how do you, how do you refocus? How do you re-energize? How do you rebound from, uh, from the, the quote unquote bad news? Conan O'Brien's wife, Liza shared with me her word, which was perhaps, and the reason she chose it comes from a Japanese fable. It's a story of a farmer who had a horse and that horse ran off and the neighbors all said, oh, how sad, we're so sorry. And the farmer just said, well, perhaps. And next day, that wild horse comes back with two other horses. So the neighbors rejoice and said, oh my gosh, congrats, that's so awesome. And then the farmer says, perhaps. The next day, the son of the farmer go riding on one of the horses and breaks his leg. And then the uh, neighbors are all saying, oh, we're so sorry again. And the farmer says, perhaps. The following day, the army comes to draft the farmer's son, but because his legs is broken, then he doesn't get drafted. And then the neighbors are cheering. And he says, well, perhaps. And so I think that's a great reminder that as things happen, we don't really know how it ultimately plays out. And to stay in a place of um, just neutral, and so I think that's a great reminder for me to, as things both, you know, high and low, to stay grounded and just stay connected to my purpose and my path. I like that. I'm writing that down. The perhaps that's a, that's a great word. That's a great word. So, and then did you envision your success? I mean, when you look back on your life, I don't, you know, I don't know, obviously you know what your childhood and upbringing and all that stuff was like, but did you envision your success that you're having in the world today? Or are you shocked by it? Yes and no. I've set certain intentions at different parts of my life. Things like going to Harvard Business School. I remember reading uh, Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective Students and thinking, what a great book, and I wanna be like that. He went to Harvard, I'd like to go to Harvard. And that came true. At 22, I set an intention to have financial freedom by 30. I was 29, almost turning 30, had a great gig as a marketing director at PepsiCo, but realized on that corporate path, I wasn't gonna be near financial freedom at 30. I panicked, uh, resigned, spent six months trying to build my own company and realized that wasn't working. But then I realized I was either have to go to tech or uh, finance. And I had a deep passion for Facebook and got my way to Facebook. And five years later, I hit my other goal, which was to have financial freedom. And so I've definitely set intentions and goals at young um, ages and it's just taken some time for them to come true when i was a teenager i did also have a dream of being a youth pastor of really helping people and i feel like this project is my ministry in a non-religious way Um, hopefully it's a project that can meet people wherever they're at and people of all different faith backgrounds and it, it just gives them a moment of pause and encourages them to reflect what is the purpose of your life? What do you want? Are you on your way? And what can you do to get closer to your goals? So I'm, I'm fascinated by that. One, thanks for sharing. And, and number two is uh, what's kind of funny here. I, we jokingly, where I went to school, Eastern Illinois University, we call it the Harvard of the Midwest. <laughs> but now here I am talking to a guy that actually went to Harvard. So I can't say that on here, right? No, but uh, so um, when you think about it, so how do you just pick up the phone or how do you network? What did you do to just become a, a key person in, in the world of Facebook? I spent three weeks researching Facebook and 
trying every way I could to get my way in there. And I remember seeing uh, an announcement that Chamath Palapatia had been hired from Mayfield VC to Facebook. He hadn't joined yet. I looked up his email address, wrote a very succinct email of who I am and what I can offer. And a few hours later, I got an email back from him saying, hey, write your thoughts into a PowerPoint and let's talk. And that was after I had reached out to probably half a dozen people I personally knew who worked at Facebook, including Mark Zuckerberg, because I had met him when I was at Harvard and he was at Harvard. But all those people gave me the response of, hey, we're not sure, Um, hit us back later. But I didn't stop trying. I knew that that's where I wanted to be, so I kept going. And I even had to reach out to someone that hadn't even been hired, looked up his email and cold emailed him, but it worked out. That's awesome. So let's talk about the circuit of success here. So the first word is attitude. When you hear the word attitude, what comes to mind for you? Attitude is about perspective. And we can look at something and say, hey, I get to learn something. I get to try something new or I can feel defeated. And so that attitude shift will be the difference between success or not. And when you hear the word believe, so the the beliefs that you have to have that ultimately drive results to be successful, what are those beliefs in your world? Lately for me, it's been around um, worthiness, the belief that I deserve it or not. A a lot of it is around esteem. It's around my own self-worth. And that's something that I've been wrestling with and trying to really get to the root of because I feel like some of my motivation is very pure from a true desire of helping others. And I think where I've gone sideways in the past is letting my ego take the reins and wanting quote unquote success out of a lack. And that ends up being unhealthy and I should address the self-worth and the self-esteem directly rather than through um, achievements. I think that's key. I mean, to spend some more time on that. I mean, to talk about that self-worth, the worthiness of whatever it is, the, the, the money, the fame, the fortune, It's that's not success, right? Um, but that's unfortunately sometimes how the world defines it. But I think a lot of uh, us, me, me, our listeners, I'm sure, is that worthiness. Are we worthiness of the success uh, that we have. And so, you know, maybe give a, give feedback or, or advice to our listeners. Ultimately, hopefully that helps you as well. But what advice do you have for them to continue to follow that passion, follow that dream and just be okay with not feeling exactly worthy of it yet? For me, this past weekend, I spent a bunch of time just journaling. Uh, I had a lot of negative feelings built up and discomfort. And I spent most of the weekend in solitude just writing down what I was going through and acknowledging both things that I feel like I have made a difference and also where I've made mistakes and understanding that there are still areas that I want to work on. And then I felt better that at least I had an understanding of what the issues were, things around being um, a bit impulsive and a lot of times overconfident, arrogant and then having a plan to address it. Okay, so when you look at that last four years, what's what's been that biggest challenge you've had and, and how did you overcome that? The biggest challenge with my intent so far is figuring out how to stay true to the mission, not turn into a jewelry operation, and scale. Because phase one has been me going around to friends and family and others and just making bracelets. I feel like that will reach a certain number of people but what does phase two look like? How do we really scale this so that we have the maximum impact we can have to help people 
think about things that are more meaningful, have more conversations that are positive and so on. Yeah. So what's your moonshot? I mean, you're, you're in division, obviously you've thought about all that. I mean, what's your ideal world look like, uh, you know, fast forward five years from now, 10 years from now, whatever it is, what's that look like? Ideally we have uh, great products that people love. We have a media division where we're putting out stories that people are inspired by where it makes it okay to go deep because I feel like a lot of content is still very shallow and a lot of our conversations tend to be shallow and we want to encourage people to think that going deep is normal. And lastly, I think there's a tech component where we can build a site where people can come and share their intentions, get support from other people and connect with resources that help them uh, fulfill those intentions, sort of like a Yelp for self-help. We can recommend some books, some online videos, some apps that help you um, learn to meditate, for example. What would you say, because uh, a lot of people have talked about meditation on here, so you a uh, fan of like Headspace or what's another app you use or a book you'd recommend? I've been working with my teacher, Light Watkins, and went through his four-day transcendental meditation course, and mostly now I just uh, do my own meditation um, when I need it, which... I should do it more. And I do like uh, certain music, certain instrumental music when I meditate sometimes too. So why is it called the, the project and not a company? The reason I call it a project versus a company because we're focused on the impact and not just on profit. It's actually a public benefit corp, which is a hybrid between a for-profit, traditional for-profit and a nonprofit. So we get to focus on impact, but still generate our own revenues. That's great. And I, I like it. I was just fascinated by that because I, I figured it was something like that. But to hear you talk about the fact that it's a, it is a project and it is about a movement uh, and an impact. That's great. So um, we talked about how you define success. And, and so when you think about the word fear, when you hear that word, what comes to mind? Of being alone, of being unwanted, of of pain, of isolation, discomfort. And so the question that our listeners know that I'm going to ask is we all build these fears up in our mind, right? And you've had fears, whether it was at Pepsi or Facebook or wherever. And now in your project is the fears that you've put in your mind over the last, you know, decade, let's say, or 15 years, whatever it's been of your life. How many of the fears that you've put in your mind have actually come true to the magnitude that you thought they would be? Few. Um... Okay. So few have, but but I would say by and large, most have not. Correct. Yeah. Okay. What risk are you happy you've taken so far in your life? I resigned from PepsiCo, and for three months, I was very happy. And then I realized I didn't know what I was doing. And then for the next three months, I was in deep regret because I was trying to find something else that was as good or better and couldn't find anything. And so during that time... I resented leaving because I was a marketing director at 29 with a really good uh, compensation package, really prestigious role. But in hindsight, I'm really glad that I took that leap of faith because had I not done that, I wouldn't have gotten to the next level, which was um, my role at Facebook. But if you would have asked me about four months after leaving PepsiCo, if I could go back, I probably would go back and then I would have missed out on my journey at Facebook. Yeah, that's a big deal. That's a great risk. So congrats on taking that. So when you look back now, again, let's go back in that 10-year period. What advice would you give the Chris Pan of 10 years ago? I would have advised myself 10 years younger 
to spend a lot more effort on emotional and spiritual fitness. So doing a lot more inner work because this is ultimately what leads to fulfillment, better relationships and more quote unquote success in life. I had neglected that for a very long time. And so I'm making up for lost time. And so, yeah, so how, what would you do to have changed that? How would you have changed that? I would have told myself to reprioritize to make sure I spent a few hours every week actually doing the work. I had bought these books and I'd sort of dabbled in it, but I never took it that seriously and I didn't pursue it with the same passion that I pursued other things. All right, so let's have some fun here. And, and uh, this is one of those questions I'm, I don't even know uh, what your interest is going to be here, and most I don't, but. I give you 10 million bucks right now. You, you can't, uh, you know, you may not even have any debts, but you can't pay off debts. You can't do the normal traditional investing type stuff. You can't give it to a charity. What are you doing with 10 million bucks? I invested in my intent. I would go hire amazing people and build a tech platform and maybe a media division. I like that. So how are you going to do that? How are you going to go out and just hire a media division? What are you going to look for? What are you going to, how are you going to create that? I'm going to look for people that are at the intersection of both having backgrounds in tech uh, and media, as well as have a deep commitment to the mission that we're on. Okay. And last question for you here, Chris, you've got, uh, you know, I'm assuming a bucket list or things like a bucket list. And, and what's your, what's your bucket list? What's the top of that list of experiences you want to create for yourself and your life and, and, and go do? What is that? I'd love to be in a big stadium someday with folks leading them in finding their word with music, with dance, with movement, just the collective energy that happens when people are together in sync is just exhilarating. Oh, that's awesome. So when are you going to do that? Let's, let's put a date on that. When are you going to do uh, that? Five years. <laughs> five years? I like we'll be it. in a stadium. I like that, man. And I hope we can help you get there uh, by spreading the word here. So where, where can our listeners find more of Chris Pan? Uh, myintent.org has some of my uh, background. And then uh, find your word. I mean, it's not so much about me. I think if there's one message I can leave with everyone listening is just find your word today, tomorrow, in a year, make that a regular practice. Everything you do, do it with intention, with purpose, and the world will be better. I like it. And Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, all that? Just, uh, just my intent. M-Y-I-N-T-E-N-T. And then I'm Chris Pan on those platforms. Well, hey, man, I appreciate you being with us today on the Circuit of Success podcast. It's been a delight having you and uh, thankful you just spent some time with us. Thank you so much for having me. Tune in next week for another episode of The Circuit of Success with Brett Gilliland on the lineupmedia.fm podcast network. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and through our website, circuitofsuccess.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and email any questions to info at circuitofsuccess.com. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.